Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word of Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this Tuesday morning, December 14th. We've been looking at Christmas carols in this Christmas season, talking about how this is our time. The, the culture, the world seems to be forgetting what Christmas is about. They might remember on December 25th, but this is our season. So many people try and rob us of our heritage. They want to rob us of our religion. They want to take it away, and believe me, let's at all times, of all times, we hold on to it, but particularly in the holiday seasons of Christmas, Easter, and some of these times, that Jesus is what it's about. And so I'd like to read, I, we've been looking at carols, and I'd like to talk this morning, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'd like to talk this morning about this most important of all carols, and, and it might surprise you about this, because this carol is actually, well, let's just read it. Joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins or sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace, and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love. This song was written by Isaac Watts back in the early 1700s, early to mid 1700s. Now, Isaac Watts is interesting. The guy lived to in his early 70s. And he wrote over 600 hymns. My goodness, some of these people, they had so much. Uh, and so many of his hymns were awesome, including this one. But so many of his hymns were so majestic and beautiful. And he wrote over 600 hymns in his lifetime. This is one of them. But do you notice anything interesting about this Christmas carol we just read? I mean, Joy to the World may be the most famous Christmas carol of all. It's certainly one of the top three or four or five. But there's no mention of shepherds, a star, a manger, not even a baby. And there's no mention of wise men or shepherds. You know why that is? Is because actually when Isaac Watts wrote this, he was referring to the second coming of Jesus, not the first coming. That's right. He was inspired to write this from Psalm 98. And Psalm 98 is a psalm that speaks of the second coming, the triumphant when, uh, return of the Lord, when the time when, when um, Jesus would reign, the kingdom of God would reign, and the whole earth, the whole earth would be reversed and come back under the reign of God, the, reversed from the curse. And this is why we see things like... Um, no more let sins or sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. The thorns, you see, that's from the curse. And that's what it means, that the thorns didn't stop when Jesus was born. They'll stop when the thorns that were from the curse from the Garden of Eden. At that time, those thorns will be reversed when Christ returns and sets up a new heavens and a new earth. And so I hope this doesn't in any way undermine your enjoyment of the song, Joy to the World. It's come to be known as a Christmas carol. But remember, when we sing it, we rejoice at the first coming, 
but we look forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And when you sing Joy to the World, keep that in mind. When Jesus came the first time, we read in, in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 27 and 28. And inasmuch as, as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. So Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. Jesus came the first time as the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. And, he, and one time, one time, that's all it took, one time on the cross was enough of his sacrifice to pay for the sins of all people throughout the entire world. That's what we look. For. That's what he's did, did in the past. In the future, he's coming back as the reigning king, the lion of the tribe of Judah, and there he won't be dying for sin again. He'll be doing what? Well, Psalm ninety-eight tells us he is coming to judge the earth. My friends, he'll judge it in righteousness, and that's something we can look forward to. If we're bothered by injustice, and we are, if we're bothered by deception, and we are, my wife was sharing with me this morning from the Living Bible in, in Ephesians 4 where it says that the word deception and it translates it, they tell clever lies that sound and make them sound so true. Isn't that the world we live in? And isn't that sad? They tell clever lies and they make them sound so true. And that's the world we live in. That's much of our education, clever lies that sound so true, clever lies that, that we are living under in so many cases. But we who follow Christ, we, follow, we march to a different drummer. We follow a different voice. We have a different shepherd. We hear his voice and we follow him. Sometimes it puts us out of step with the world, doesn't it? But we know that he's coming a second time, this time not to die for sins, but he's come to judge the world in righteousness. And when that happens, the wicked will be revealed. Every sin will be exposed. We who have come to Christ will be revealed with him in glory, it tells us in Colossians chapter 3. And those who, every eye, that, every eye will see him, even those who pierced him will see him. On that day, on that day, we look forward to it. That day's coming. It's closer now than when we first believed. It's a lot closer now than when Isaac Watts wrote Joy to the World. It's a lot closer now than when Jesus prophesied and told us of it back when he was here on earth. It's coming. It's coming. And on that day, we fix our hope upon it. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. He came on Christmas morning. Amen. But he's coming again. And, that, and that's going to be awesome. Father in heaven, we bless you. We look back with great excitement that how you father you so loved the world you sent your only begotten son to be our savior and our lord we thank you for the good news that behold a savior has been born who is christ the lord we thank you jesus for the the, the way you came to this earth we thank you you passed the test you never sinned so you could offer yourself to for us as a sinless sacrifice a spotless lamb of god and we bless you. But in this Christmas season, Lord, we are distressed that more 
Lord, we wish everybody knew you. We wish everybody honored you. We wish everybody revered you. We wish everybody loved you. And we live in a time, Lord, where so often you're disregarded, ignored, rejected, argued against, fought against, even denigrated. And Lord, those of us who follow you, it grieves us, but we thank you. We thank you that though this is the time of grace and this is the time of salvation, this is the time we spread the message of hope, redemption in Jesus Christ. We want to thank you also. A day is coming in which you will judge the world in righteousness. And we look forward to that day as well. We pray, oh, come, Lord Jesus, rescue your bride, save your church. And we do pray, judge the wicked who have rejected you and and sought to take this world and our children and our culture and people and the beautiful gifts you've given us and have sought to instead defile them and turn them against you in rampant idolatry. Thank you, Lord. Your day is coming. We look forward to it and we bless you. This day we accept that we may be countercultural. We accept that we have a cross to bear. We accept that we follow a different Savior, a different Lord. We march to a different drummer. We accept that. We embrace it. We pray that in a dark time, we'd shine brightly. You said if we do all things without grumbling, complaining, that we'd stand out like lights in the darkness. I pray, Jesus, as we even remember this Christmas time and how the star of Bethlehem shone so brightly for all to see, that we'd be people today who live our lives shining brightly in the darkness. Oh, fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your joy. Give us strength that we don't have on our own, but but is available to us abundantly through faith in Jesus Christ. We bless you today. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Hope you enjoyed my new introduction today. I'm going to try and put some Christmas music up here each morning. So God bless you. You have a wonderful day. Remember, be filled with the Spirit. You've got something the world didn't give, and the world can't take it away. So rejoice in the Lord, and you have a wonderful, blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. Bye-bye.